0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the long and hard podcast oh my god there's a lot of sunlight coming through this window i look a little bit washed out we're gonna move that there we go
1: looks looking a little too angelic
0: (laughs) i mean i i kind of am but don't tell anybody you know this is josh blaze coming from montreal with the sunny window sorry i interrupted you there what were you gonna say
1: oh i was just gonna say i mean you know white shirt uh fairly pale complexion <laughs> for those of you listening to the audio
0: there's a reason that i wear the white shirt because at least it like makes me look slightly darker
1: <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really help but you no know. no exactly oh i know all the tricks in the book i mean this is a fairly white shirt anyways too so <laughs> and i got this cream colored lighting behind me which uh, does me some favors but uh anyways yeah i gotta hop in a tanning bed here but
0: anyway sorry i introduced myself this is the other guy
1: thomas harrington coming at you not so live from uh, edmonton alberta (laughs) yeah we're
0: only three hours late today so
1: yeah so yeah it's a good thing i do apologize to the droves of people uh waiting to watch our live stream on youtube uh (laughs) yeah only about an hour 45 late yeah i know
0: they're probably holding their breath you know just waiting for us to
1: I'm assuming you called your boss, said you had to take the rest of the afternoon off, wait for the show to debut, so welcome.
0: (laughs) Thank you, mom. (laughs) 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 There you go. (laughs) I guess I'll introduce the topic today. Let's get it rolling. This is the one that's close and dear and near and dear to our hearts. That's what I was looking for. So (laughs) This is the real estate. Show, I called it the yep. real estate show because why the fuck not, so we're gonna be yeah. talking about everything all
1: encompassing
0: yeah, all things real estate today, uh because as you know, Thomas and I both uh have been in the industry for the last coming up on holy shit, four years for you four
1: years four three and a half for you, I guess, right yeah, so
0: we uh we got a little bit of knowledge in the space, I mean, don't take everything we say, but as um as gospel, but uh I mean we we know a couple couple things about getting into real estate, selling some houses
1: and uh Yeah, we've done done a thing or two. And I think uh yeah, I mean there, we started at it pretty young and pretty early and now we're seeing more people uh our age or within a few years of us actually getting into the industry. Mm -hmm. so I think it's something where we have just enough traction now to kind of think we know what we're doing. (laughs) And, uh, but I never think I know what I'm doing, but you know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we have a slight inkling uh, now we're lucky enough to say, but also just as a general outline, I mean, this is kind of like, I guess more realtor focused, but kind of talking about real estate as a whole. And a lot of this stuff is, fairly transferable skills, I would say, to any or most kind of sales jobs. And mm-hmm. being a realtor specifically does do a pretty good job of splitting the line almost right down the middle of being 50% entrepreneur, 50% salesperson. So you learn a lot about part of me being a small business at the same time, or in theory you should, right?
0: Yeah, I think that you have to be somewhat a starter to get into the industry and mm-hmm. realize that you... Kind of kill what you eat in the uh or eat what you kill. That's what I was looking for. Kill it. <laughs> yeah. In the industry. I mean, I so. technically
1: kill my broccoli by stabbing it with a fork too, right? So
0: Yeah, I know. Anyway. I've I've gone the whole uh vegetarian route, but we won't start on that. So just kidding. Just kidding.
1: Well, I mean, uh we we've sort of talked about our experience thus far in real estate but to gloss over it i guess we could say we started on uh, a team right mm-hmm. with uh you know one of the big number one dudes at the time right in the city and it was a big team and hell i think that team even had around 12 or so people at one point including us yeah and i was gonna there, say
0: like 14 but i something like that it was actually a lot
1: in in hindsight and you you don't see a lot of those huge huge te- huge, huge teams anymore, at least right now. Mm. Um, and I, that could just be a change in kind of structure mixed with, uh, economic times kind of reflecting that right where it's kind of hard to keep freaking 12 agents fed. Right. Yeah. But, uh, and then from that point, you know, obviously after a few months of doing that, Josh and I thought we knew everything. So, uh, we decided to go out on our own naturally. <laughs> uh, and we're, uh, team just the two of us right like uh, as partners versus like a master and apprentice sort of thing and then uh from there that team transitioned into our own brokerage that sort of flopped and then uh josh kept going the broker owner slash startup slash independent route i guess and then yeah. i went uh the agent route independent agent working within a company just basically by myself Right, right. And I think that, that one thing that we need to, to uh, touch today. On.
0: One thing we'll touch on just before that is like people don't understand that when you're getting into the industry, you actually do work under some sort of roof. So you work under some sort of brokerage, uh, at least for two years before you can go off and start your own uh, shop. So. Right. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk a little bit about that sort of thing
1: too. That's a good distinction to make, especially if you're someone wanting to, yeah, start, uh, you, you, as yeah, like we said, despite it being a more entrepreneurial venture, you can't truly start uh, your own company at at day one Mm -hmm. for regulation reasons, which is probably a different topic we can touch on today, but something to know about the real estate space as well is you do have a lot of regulatory, uh, restrictions to call them what they are to, to work within as well. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was like three years ago. You actually could do that. I may be wrong, but say that again, or you could like actually start a brokerage from like day one and then they brought in uh, some
1: regulations. No, it, it wasn't that recent. I know at one point in time there was no, uh, minimum experience requirement, mm. but now there is. Gotcha.
0: And that is two years as I had just, uh, mm-hmm. dropped previously so yeah sorry to up there keep going
1: oh no worries uh i think that's kind of what just where i wanted to start it was give a gloss over of what we did um so if someone was starting tomorrow josh as a realtor what would you tell them to do
0: (laughs) I mean, I think that depends on a person's personality, um, their age, the amount of like self-startership they have, and also the amount of money they're coming into the industry with. Because it's not cheap to get into the real estate industry as a real estate agent. Uh, I think you're looking at close to about 10,000 bucks. In Alberta, we'll talk about Alberta because that's mm-hmm. what we what we know and love. But yeah. you're looking at about about ten thousand bucks to get into the industry, do all your training, do your courses, um, and then get your like your key fob and all that thing, that sort of stuff lined up. So it's definitely not cheap. And I think that's why we do see some people coming into the industry now, as opposed to fresh out of university. They've had a couple of years of Work under their belts in some other industry, and they're getting either fed up with it or they're they've always wanted to get into real estate and it was kind of a, a stepping stone before mm-hmm. getting into the industry, so mm-hmm. maybe that also be why would be why we're seeing a few more people come in
1: as of uh, the last year year and a half yeah, you know. definitely kind of the financial uh, bottleneck right mm-hmm. i mean
0: I think it also has to do with how well, you can market yourself, and if you do have some sort of following getting into the industry, like if you are a uh, social media person and you have your 2000 followers, I mean, you might be fine going it alone. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and I were not really like that. No, one. We, we, weren't. we weren't that at all. So, one thing that we thought was a good idea was to go with a team scenario in which there was somebody that's been in the the industry for X number of years, has contacts built, has uh, systems built as well to deal with the amount of people that are coming in the door and wanting to buy and sell houses. And I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because I mean, were I to do it again, I
1: probably... I don't know. I don't know what I would would do, but the, that's that's a good point. And I think, and I've kind of told this to other people, is if I was to start again fresh from tomorrow, I would actually go more what I would call like a semi-independent agent role.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, number one, not go as, on as formal of a team as what we were on. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but uh, to that point. Uh, you would want to kind of affiliate yourself with a few agents. So what I would do is probably go to like five or so agents in that brokerage and kind of obviously introduce myself, say, Hey, you know, I'm Thomas, I'm ready to work for you. Uh, the clients maybe you don't want, they're too much of a handful, uh, do open houses at your listings, kind of grind it out that way. That would be the more route I would go uh, if I was okay. to start over. Yeah. Uh, reason being is you're not really tying yourself to anyone. Uh, You're building your own brand from day one, Mm -hmm. but you have something to go out and do, right? Because that's the biggest thing about real estate is, and they don't really tell you this, uh, especially in the courses is you, uh, you kill what you eat or eat what you kill, right? So uh, Mm -hmm. you need some way of generating that business. And uh, further to your above point, is the amount of money you're coming into it with well yeah you just heard the startup cost is somewhere between seven to ten thousand dollars all all inclusive and you know that is generally tax deductible but we're not accountants but just not to scare you off too too much (laughs) but uh to that point if you're coming into this as a young person you probably don't have a lot of money to spend on advertising so uh you know go out and find, yeah, I would say five agents in your office and go do open houses and the whole like for them and handle their sign calls or whatever that they don't want to do. Now, how do you find these agents? Because the really big ones at your office are probably have their own team or like would want to recruit you for the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You kind of want to find the middle of the road agents. And honestly, if you go to your broker and you're like, okay, who here does between 20 and 30 deals a year where they're just busy enough that they will have some excess business to give you just because, you know, they can't do an open house every weekend or what have you. Right. But they're not so busy that they're building a team structure or something like that. You kind of need to find that healthy middle road of an agent. And that, that would be who I would approach and work for. Now, another thing that's going to be extremely controversial compared to what a lot of the advice out there is, is, Uh, a lot of the coaching programs and the free coaching programs you hear on YouTube and all that stuff will tell you, basically they tell you to start being kind of a dickhead about commissions and stuff from day one and be super, super firm on it and attack it like you're a 30 year veteran in the business. But I would actually go the entire opposite direction and do your first couple deals for free, honestly, right? Like offer to list someone's home for $0 just so you can get a sale under your belt. You can service a client. You can get someone who's going to give you a really great review. Or I mean, if times are a little tougher than that, maybe do it for like whatever your hard costs are of like a couple hundred bucks, just so you're not paying totally out of pocket. But I I would go that road and do a few deals for free just to get your name out there. Right.
0: Well, I think that also you don't know the ropes. So were you Um, willing to tag on and do all the paperwork for some other agent I mean, that's also a way of getting some experience under your belt as well. Because I think that when you and I started um, the broker of the, the brokerage that you and I split off to, um, he took both of us into the field independently and kind of did like a listing appointment with us, sat down with us and kind of showed like, while he was talking to the person that was selling their house was kind of like showing us the ropes and also talking about how you would do paperwork, how you would get um, all the vital information that you need for listing a property and all that too. So there there's another path there is that, okay, go to a bigger agent and even just if they're willing, sit down with them at a meeting. And Uh it also shows their experience too, because they'll take you under their, under their wing into a house and be like, yeah, I'm training this guy. He's the uh-huh. next big thing, but look how experienced I am because he's...
1: Trying to learn you. On you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that I think that's a good point. Also to that, I would even say approach those big agents and one thing I would actually say to uh, anyone starting and this is what someone told me and I did this was sit down with your broker, right? Uh, or associate broker, whatever and say hey let's go through all of the contracts and learn all the technical details and wording of it because my biggest beef right now uh, as a semi-experienced agent number one i'm someone who has a decent legal background right from university i have good knowledge of contract law and then i also 100%. made it yeah i made it my business <laughs> to, to learn all the contracts the in and out's really good so i have that good technical knowledge, and especially that also is handy as a younger person where people might come in doubting you a little bit more. But a lot of buyer's agents or newer agents in general who end up being more buyer's agents don't know anything about the paperwork. And I mean like nothing. Or right? They have such a glazed over surface level knowledge that as soon as there's a hiccup or bump in the road or any issue comes up, they don't know how to handle it because they don't have the Uh, breadth and depth of knowledge of what you should really so I I would say learn the paperwork really well just so you have that knowledge and when you're starting out you have the time to learn these things right so sit down with your broker go through it and even to Josh's point of jump on with another agent be like all right hey man I'm gonna be your assistant on your next four to eight deals so I will handle all your back-end paperwork right and Mm -hmm fill that out in its entirety to you and you might have to walk me through a few of them, make sure it's all correct. And then that way you're kind of seeing the front end and the back end of a deal for a uh, paperwork wise, at least.
0: And ho- who knows, like maybe this agent is looking for the, the sproutings of a team and you become the mm-hmm. first guy in the door for them too. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of the worst thing they can say is, No, and i mean the best thing that could happen is you might get some free business out of it so i would definitely do that too i think that that's actually a really good point um the way that you and i went about it is we actually went to a alternate fee structure brokerage and kind of had a unique selling proposition going in the door Mm -hmm. how we built our initial 25 listings or whatever in our first Mm -hmm. summer together yeah So that's another route you could go to is to go to
1: brokerage would. I would say to that point is have your selling proposition for sure. Like don't just be some other agent, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And whatever that selling proposition looks like is entirely up to you. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's as long as you have a uh, unique one, right? And that Mm -hmm. could be brokerage specific. It could be team specific, or maybe you just have an idea uh, as is, right?
0: Or even personality specific,
1: Personality specific, exactly right. So, and then something to that point, and this is something I'm, we are probably both doing right now and going forward. Like almost any person, number one, we're gonna beat the dead horse again. Personal brand, you need to work on your personal brand. And some really good advice I've heard out there from the powers that be, you know, Gary V, Ryan Serhant, you know, kind of the buzzword names you'll hear. You need to see yourself as your own media company, right? And like Josh said, so if you're someone who comes into this having a good following for whatever reason, maybe you're a good looking person, you have a few thousand followers, maybe you were popular back in the day, maybe you just really enjoyed Instagram and somehow have like 15,000 followers. Mm -hmm. If you have that, that's great. But going forward, you need to look at yourself as a media company and build up that following either way, right? And kind of need to start doing that from day one. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there and let people know what you do uh being a realtor and then also uh getting as many people to hear your message as possible, right? And that was one thing where I was A kind of shy about it at the first, and B uh overanalyzed and wanted every piece of content to be super perfect. And then in effect put out like two to three posts per year, which is absurdly low, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean you see people posting on the daily like that's probably where you would want to be uh, in creating some sort of self media company is that you need to be very top of mind. And that's, I mean, that's how you do it is post frequently post about stuff. That's interesting to you and to your following. And that's how I would do it too.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, if I can chime in a thought there, is uh, valuable content, right? And now, because uh, a lot of realtor pages I see who are doing well on social media, at least right now, uh, the camera is always pointing at them, which is right. good to a degree. You do have to put yourself out there, get some nice looking photos to put on your social media. But don't make it just about you, right? I saw a picture the other day where you know, cause it's, well, even the classic like realtor selfie, where, because the camera's closest to you, it's your dumb, big dumb head is closest to the camera, also the largest. And then you can kind of see your clients in the background a little bit, you know, who's the center of that message? Me, which to me seems kind of cheesy, right? Like, sh- should it not kind of be uh, about your client in that situation? And this has a point, so I'm going to come back to it, but, uh, I actually saw one the other day where it was an agent where he posted something saying about, like, congrats to my buyers on their new possession. But it was just a picture of him. Like, (laughs) like sitting in an office. I'm like, man, like, you don't show the house. You don't show the clients. You don't show you with them. Like, to me, it made no sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You know, it it can't just be all me, me, me. Look what I did. Look what I sold. Look how great I am. You do have to put those numbers out a little bit so people see you doing stuff. And I mean, there's a little bit of humble bragging to it. Uh, But for me, what I've been working on now, maybe you can't do this day one because uh, you, you don't have quite as much knowledge. Not saying I know a lot, but I'm working on more of the long form content because long form content still works well, whether that's a blog or a longer video. And real estate specific and kind of going to be launching that uh, to my sphere and also promoting it a little bit. And I've already done some of those and gotten some really great feedback on it this far already. But essentially putting out really great information. And as you know, the Gary Gary ism is put out 90% of your information for free and then just kind of charge for that last
0: 10%. And that's with every single industry too. Like, mm-hmm, exactly. you're You're selling whatever piping televisions whatever like you want to be the authority figure on that space and that's really how you would do it as you create content that's valuable to your potential clients and your sphere and they associate you with Mm -hmm. that you become the real estate guy you become the countertop guy you become whatever right so Mm -hmm.
1: i even as i'm I'm kind of connecting two of our points in our head here of as you're going out, sitting down with your broker, your lawyer, whoever, trying to learn the ins and outs of the contract law, but you want to bring valuable uh, long form content. Okay. Why not just record some videos where, okay, Hey, I'm Thomas Harrington and I'm going to be interviewing Mm so-and-so and then basically record that conversation of them explaining some sort of form to you or whatever. And then, Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> you have, you've killed two birds with one stone because yeah, you're learning as they tell you that because, you know, you might be thinking, well, I don't have content to share with people. I'm a brand new agent. Okay, well, you can use the information that's going to be supplied to you anyways from other people to to find that, right? right. And, you know, something like uh, the broker explaining to you the exclusive seller rep agreement is highly specific and only going to be useful to certain people, but it's still still useful and it still gives you something to to create and put out there
0: well i mean i know that people that are even self-represented will use the like the alberta purchase agreement so if you were to do some sort of video on that that would create content that's kind of universal i guess
1: right so with the and then with the expectation that a decent amount of people just read it and then go do it themselves right Mm -hmm. and then that 10 percent will be like oh well this guy knows what he's doing i'm going to use him
0: exactly so yeah
1: interesting yeah yeah i mean there's a million ways to to skin a cat and approach this business um yeah i I would say the biggest thing being a, a new person is judging how much money you have coming into it and probably go somewhere where they actually give you something tangible AKA leads, right? Because a lot of brokerages will sell you the dream and they have all this supposed technology they're going to let you use. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. A Ferrari is nice, but it needs gas in the tank, right? To to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. And you see that time and time again that there's some sort of proprietary X that, brokerage why is offering you, but at the end of the day, does it really deliver? That's what you have to determine and make a decision based on that as well,
1: yeah, and I would also say avoid any brokerages with super high desk fees because it's not unheard of for a new agent to go six months before making their first deal, so if you're paying out a thousand dollars fifteen hundred bucks a month, whatever, but there's no money income. You don't have to be a genius to know that's not a profitable equation.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean
1: Yeah. Oh, and don't join uh don't join any brokerages that are uh how do I say this without saying names? (laughs) Uh that have stock options that closely resemble a multi-level marketing scheme. There we go. Um, Don't join those. (laughs) okay yeah 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 i mean the 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 brokerage model is definitely changing and i think it'll look very different uh in the coming years and five years from now ten years from now Mm -hmm. but it's really going to be yeah it'll be more cloud-based and arguably more boutique and local company based and a lot less overhead right especially as we get into this co-working revolution or whatever right but even so those are probably the two i would say don't go to as a new person
0: don't go pay out two thousand dollars a month when you don't have any income coming in and don't go to a place where you're recruited and the agent that recruited you is making money
1: off of you put it that way (laughs) uh recurring monthly income off of you fixed recurring monthly income
0: yeah there's something to be said about the uh, network marketing, but when it resembles mm-hmm. this, then uh, <laughs> 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 that's all we'll say about
1: that. Yeah. All right. Uh, on, yeah. on to the next point here. So yeah. What is the uh, next point we're- uh, We've kind of jumped around here. So for someone curious about why we, they should listen to us uh, with real estate, Josh, where are you now?
0: Currently, I own uh, a brokerage, Revere Technologies, and uh, we are looking at creating uh, a lot of online platforms and stuff and doing some pretty cool stuff with technology around real estate. But uh, for me personally, I'm not really in the sales game as much uh, anymore. I mean, if I have somebody that really wants to buy a house, then I'll help them out. But generally, my expertise now is in the marketing side of things helping agents get leads and building their businesses around the real estate game and also looking at some sort of uh some investing stuff that's coming down the road probably in the next uh, six months to a year so that's where i am currently how about yourself thomas
1: uh before we do that by investing like what kind of investing like,
0: like
1: uh, sort of stuff or like what
0: yeah, mostly with the investment in advising and with uh, consulting for specifically commercial stuff. Um, that's as a broker, you have to be uh, Thomas's as well, because Thomas is actually an associate broker. You have to be licensed to be able to trade in residential, real estate, commercial. And in Alberta, there's a lot of farmland and uh, wheat fields. So we got to sell some agricultural as well. Uh, that and commercial tie-in. So specifically commercial, though, is where uh, we're looking at doing some more investment consulting and uh, creating some tools around it too.
1: Any uh, any hot tips on some technology we can look forward to seeing from Revere Technologies as a real estate consumer?
0: We are doing some pretty cool stuff when it comes to the deep learning and machine learning stuff when it comes to searching for homes and actually matching people with what they are looking for. Providing something a little bit deeper than the conventional search is mm-hmm. one thing uh, that we're really price, on.
1: bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> square foot. <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? So very top yeah. of the funnel.
0: Yeah, we're looking to get a little bit deeper. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's what life is about, getting a little bit deeper. So oh,
1: definitely, definitely. <laughs> so something where me as a homeowner, I kind of click through your website. And based on the, my last 15 searches, you're like, okay, these are the homes for you. Don't look at other ones because these ones match what you like. So
0: There are some algorithms involved. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting. All about the <laughs> algorithms, hey? Yeah.
0: <laughs> a little bit. but Yeah. And yourself? You're... Well, uh,
1: as for me... Uh, I am uh, so I'm a associate broker at Seller Invite, which is a, a local Edmonton-based company. Still doing a little bit of the alternate fee structure thing uh, in quite a few different ways. Now we're not the cheapest guys in town, but it's a good mix of tech and what I feel is a better way to do business, and it helps me uh, grow as a still relatively new agent. Uh, continue to get new clients because you know at four years you do have a decent past client sphere to milk for referrals and whatnot and uh, or market to and that that's kind of a different story Uh, actually I have a good point about that that I'll come back to anyways that (laughs) that's what I'm doing Uh, just me myself as an agent you know I I hope to grow with this company going forward uh, but for me I kind of focus more on the personal brand of me Thomas Harrington as a realtor for Edmonton and area and kind of want to keep that name brand going for Uh, As many years as possible, because I do feel in our lifetimes, the role of a real estate agent will drastically change. Will it disappear entirely? I'd say no, but it will change a lot. And those people who uh, have their name brand fixated with people as the real estate guy or the real estate girl, people will still come to you at least for a semi foreseeable future and you have a good income. Now, with that, I'm trying to diversify a little bit in terms of uh, what I do. Um, mm-hmm. Now, for me, I don't know. I, I, I'd i still like to get back to the more ownership route, such as we did briefly and you're doing now, but what that looks like in what markets, I'm not entirely sure, right? Uh, it, it's a tough balance because it, it would be cool to go live somewhere else, but uh, real estate, despite being a very flexible job is still location dependent, right. meaning you at some point have to go to the actual houses in your city and work with them, whether you're buying or selling them mm-hmm. uh, and your sphere will also be quite hyper localized as uh, one agent. So uh, it's a weird impasse say where uh, in theory, when you're trying to be like an internet entrepreneur type, you want location independence, which I almost kind of have, but then, Real estate specifically, it kind of evens out with being uh, specific to a certain market, no matter where you are, right?
0: Yeah. One thing you touched on there is like the changing of the industry. And I think we'll talk about that closer to the end of the the podcast. But one thing I will touch on and say that is universal is that if you are good at what you do, there's going to be a place for you. So you need to be striving to be the most knowledgeable or whatever it is and That's how you keep yourself relevant through all the changes Mm -hmm. and all the whatever that goes on.
1: Whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that even ties back to last week's episode of the talent stack. That was last week, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the talent stack of, you know, you need to build your skills and focus on building you as a brand and business and all of the above. And Mm -hmm. again, if so... If being a realtor somehow ended tomorrow, well, at least I have a whole bunch of marketing, sales knowledge, uh, people knowledge, psychology knowledge. I can go apply that somewhere else. Right. Now, uh, one thing I want to bring back here, just because I thought of it as I said it, is so my advice to a new realtor, to sum it all up, unfortunately, man, there's a little bit of patience involved, right? If I was to go back (laughs) and talk to my younger self, to your younger self and say you know what you do need to wait a little bit like your ambition is great but it does take time because this is a referral based business mm-hmm. you need times to you need time to build up your client base you need time to build up uh i guess your your extended sphere or network of or people who know you and trust you as a realtor there unfortunately is some time involved to that now for me luckily i'm now at a point where because i've been doing it long enough and Sold enough homes and have enough past clients that I see solid residuals come from that client database, and you know it's as a new agent you don't want to hear that you don't want to hear it when someone's like, you know what, man, excuse me, it keep doing what you're doing, but it it will take some time, and like if someone told me people did tell me that I'd be like, no, like I, <laughs> I want to <laughs> do a hundred deals a year now, yeah, <laughs> right? exactly, but you know, that's one thing I've definitely learned. Now, again, with, uh, one thing unique to us as young people is, well, unfortunately, even if a lot of people know you, a large percentage of your friends are not at home by an age yet. Being Absolutely not. 26 years old, if not younger. Right. I started when I was 22. Right. <laughs> so yeah. now conversely, if you're someone who's more in your like early thirties and I've said this to agents where, because it's almost a funny thing now that I'm at, uh, a few years selling at a pretty decent level. Sometimes I have new agents with the company I work for coming to me for advice who are 10 years older than me. Right. And it's kind of a Mm -hmm. weird thing, but to them, I always say the same thing. Like anyone who's like mid thirties or older starting in real estate, there's no reason you can't come in and start selling 15 to 20 deals a year solely off of referrals because your friends are older meaning they are more likely able to buy and or sell a home or already Mm -hmm. own real estate. So if you're an older person, you almost need to go really hard on that sphere of marketing, uh, especially people you used to work with, whatever, and you might not be on social media. Cool. Don't care. Starting today, you need to be on social media. So you should really just uh, like, let's pretend you're someone who was very minimal on Facebook and I'm saying this because I gave this specific advice to someone. And once he actually did it, it worked. I'm like, you need to go through Facebook, LinkedIn, all your old coworkers, all your high school classmates, everyone ever track them down. If you can add them, send them a quick, hello. Hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you since grade eight, uh, prom dance or whatever, you know, <laughs> thanks for adding me back. Let's keep in touch. Right. <laughs> and then, just, you know, start putting out your real estate related content there.
0: But, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's definitely one thing is that we started super young and <laughs> uh there was not Which a soul is
1: great, but it's it's hard to there do was not too. a soul that was buying a
0: house. Uh and I mean you and I were growing out the beards because we wanted to look like we were a little bit older too when we were walking yeah. to people's houses and hey, they turned at us and was like, How old are you? You'd be like, How old do you want me to uh... be <laughs> 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 old enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Old enough enough to party. <laughs> yeah. Gonna <laughs> yeah. do uh you incorporate super bad as this. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Excuse me, young man. Uh you wanna sell my house? How old are you? Yeah. Old enough? <laughs> old enough for what? <laughs> old enough to party. Uh that was yeah. good.
0: But I mean, yeah, we were we were twenty-one, I guess twenty-two. Yeah, twenty sixteen. January 2016 for me. So that would have been, yeah, I guess 22 turning yeah. 23. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, pretty young to get into the game. But at the same time, I mean,
1: I don't no, think no, I. I mean, I'm thankful I did it despite all the challenges then. I'm thankful now because we're so far along, right? Like, yeah. if I've gone and worked some other job and then started now, like, you know, it, at least for everything that we kind of screwed up over the years. It's good that we're we we're going uh have some traction and uh experience too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we both were interested interested uh in real estate as a asset class, like even before we got in. Um we were helping people with investments and stuff before mm-hmm. we had even got into real estate. So yeah,
1: definitely had a pretty like a truly authentic interest. And like you said, in the asset class uh, itself, the actual physical homes, not always necessarily being a realtor, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what it translates into. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was, you know, how can an agent future proof themselves, right? At least in our opinions, Uh, what are we working to either as, well, real estate agents or uh, real estate professionals in the broader sense uh, and kind of some holes in the industry that we see that, you know, some of these for me even uh, might not be able to fill myself. But if someone knew that was aware of them or whatever, they could really run with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, I would say, so being an agent specifically is – Let's talk about agents and then talk about the industry, I guess. As a yeah, whole, let's right? do that. So agents specifically, the one thing we've said is it's we're getting into this like personal brand, personal media company uh, era, and I think that's really, really huge. And you need to do that. And the amount of agents who have even more experienced agents whose online presence is laughable, like you, you need to invest in that mm-hmm. for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, put yourself out there, and there's a little bit of a psychology hack there where if Uh, If people see you doing something all the time, they will actually make the mental shortcut that you must be good at it, even if you're terrible, right? So at the very (laughs) least, if you're posting all the time about real estate, people associate with you with real estate. And then the way the mind works is they're like, well, if they're doing this all the time, they must be okay at it. That's a real thing. I don't know the terms, but (laughs) that's actually somewhat true from like a persuasion point of view. And I would say even putting like a very authentic personal brand out there, right? Uh, Just being yourself, but being really personable. And then that translates into uh, just better relationships with with your clients. And one thing I want to add there, and this is something I'm working on personally, as we can see by this today is uh, more video and putting your face on video because the problem that video solves is face to face meetings at scale, right? Right. Unlike my busiest days, I've done four or five listing appointments in one day, and that's about the physical maximum you could really do in terms of when you factor in driving time, preparation, so on and so forth, right? And then the meeting itself takes, you know, like an hour or so, and then you have to drive half hour either way, blah, blah, blah. Point being, uh, video solves the scale problem of face-to-face meetings. Granted, it becomes slightly less personal, but the biggest thing you want to do with video is if someone's thinking about working with you, hopefully they read it or watch you a lot and then they get to know you or feel like they know you on the first day they meet you, right?
0: Yeah, there's an authenticity gap in the world of social media right now. And I think that that's mm-hmm. like people lying about their Lamborghinis and all that shit. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. but honestly, like, no, like sitting out an authentic you to the world and showing people like, this is what I'm working on. This is what I do. Um, I mean, not just showing people the like highs, but also showing people like the lows that creates a profile around yourself. That is far more relatable than somebody that is like, look at my helicopter. I landed on this rooftop over there and now I'm, Going to the penthouse that I rented for fifteen hundred dollars an hour and bawling out for fifteen minutes on tape. So this is who I am. Like it, it sounds ridiculous, but honestly, there's people that do this. So yeah, being yeah. authentic and being a straight-up person is a gap in and of itself in the social media realm and. Parlay that into your real estate career.
1: Authenticity gap. That's a good word. You heard it here first. Yeah. Going on long and hard. It's going in the Oxford buzzword. dictionary. <laughs> 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 or at least we'll be on some uh, like routers and uh, Indeed articles or whatever. Or Inman, <laughs> not Indeed. Put me on
0: the cover of Forbes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. What else, what else, what other type of gaps I think are there? Um, I'm trying well, to think.
1: One thing I have recently been learning about and, uh, am working on now myself is actually, uh, this is a little more specific, but a bit of a, aside side to, and not just real estate specific, but Facebook messenger ads are actually, uh, very strongly growing, um, market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now what that means is an ad where the call to action is to send message. Technically, you can change the text to say learn more, but it will send a message is the when you click the link. Mm-hmm. And uh, using Facebook automate, there's several automation tools to automate chats. And maybe you've seen something like this before, but uh, you'll click on the send message and you basically type in get started or something. And then a robot will start talking to you and you can either respond or you click from select down responses and apparently this is working at uh, a really good rate and then part of it too is uh you then have the so the contact information is not email it's not phone it's facebook messenger and then there's ways you can follow up and do drips and stuff via messenger and apparently within the industry it's supposedly like an 80 to 90 percent open rate on facebook messenger ads uh you also have the option to retarget Someone via Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do those ads as well. It's it's an up and coming thing. And this would be a really clever thing to jump on. Right. And for real estate specific, uh, some of the things I'm seeing are either a home valuation ad or uh, like get a list of homes under XYZ price or kind of a niche or starter home or infill home or in, in basement suite homes whatever kind of niche you want to go for there. But uh, Facebook Messenger ads are definitely something up and coming. And uh, for lead generation and real estate specifically, I think you could really leverage this to kind of start building a a pipeline. And it's something new that people haven't really seen before as much either. So
0: Now, is is this on your Facebook page? And then you create, is that how that works? Like you, through your Facebook page?
1: Correct. Yeah. So through your Facebook business page, it would be Josh Blazer real estate, Click here to do X, and then they type, they click on it, and then a uh, messenger, like the native messenger app, gotcha. pops up. Right. So instead okay. of going to a landing page, it's all one hundred percent within uh, Facebook.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I had actually set up um, the one of my stores to have that sort of like, like initial pipeline where you yeah, have yeah, like, for sure. like a like a pop up that comes in when they come to the page or whatever, and then right. it says. Yeah. Like, that so yeah i think that that's probably pretty good um do you get their what information do you get from that
1: uh it would basically be technically just their name and the ability to chat with them now uh granted you can ask for like an email address or something to send uh whatever information to right so it's it's a mix of building an email list and then also like a facebook chat list in a similar manner to an email list. Right. So gotcha.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I'd be hesitant about it would obviously be to get their email and bring that into a list externally from Facebook. Cause that's mm-hmm. one of the, the big significant issues that you have when you're not controlling your own list, I guess. Hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's something new to me that I, I'm still learning about and, going to incorporate going forward um but i definitely see a lot more of it and from marketing consultants i have spoken to it supposedly is working right now and the biggest thing too is as the old adage goes marketers ruin everything so i would probably get on it before uh, everyone else does <laughs> all right
0: yeah i was gonna say the the world shifts very quickly so mm-hmm. i mean
1: mm-hmm. you could
0: be watching this in three weeks and uh, but (laughs) (laughs)
1: and there's no such thing as real estate agents anymore so this episode's irrelevant right so there you go yeah yeah i think uh a big hole in the business and maybe this uh, this would be hard to do as an individual agent um but would be a more seamless showing experience like a true independent open house or on-demand showings Mm -hmm. where like a buyer can just go in and view it kind of whenever by themselves there's obviously a lot of logistical issues and headaches to that. So they're not just showing up randomly or at like two in the morning or, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Some legalities Uh, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's some, a lot of legalities, but something like that, where it's like a more truly tech innovative experience sort of thing. Right.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of like VR stuff that's coming in. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Really big. Um,
1: Yeah. I, I, even I've seen some stuff, uh, on it out there where agents are doing them themselves, where they might do like a VR open house or kind of do, and it's really a touch gimmicky just to get you out to talk to people, but hey, if you're a realtor, this is a good way to start conversations with people. Host your open house, but then within that, uh, and maybe tell your clients you're doing this before, but have a VR headset there set up with, uh, and have like links to other comparable properties in the area that have virtual tours right mm. so then you can kind of say like hey like you can come actually view like seven houses instead of just this one because we have the vr thing and then you kind of show people using the vr headset and i think it's just because it's such a novelty still too you'll get some people out who just want to play with it frankly so
0: yeah and i think that like when you're going to go buy a house you probably want to actually step in the house and
1: mm-hmm. smell it yeah and oh really get yeah. into that so sort of here's the train here the train yard down the street so yeah
0: yeah but I do think that the the VR thing has some um, uh, application in filtering out properties nicely. In that, like, well, if we yeah. actually go yeah. and see this in virtual reality, and this is not really what we're looking for, then well, we know we'll we'll shelve it. But it allows you to kind of filter out what you're looking for too. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the really crazy tech stuff that we're looking into is that the Unreal engine four that has come out uh this is going to sound like gibberish again to people but um there's photorealist coming down the pipeline for video games and and that that there's going to be some application to real estate as well
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, interesting
0: yeah especially for like the virtual staging stuff which is
1: right because unreal engine is a bunch of video games are built on, on Unreal Engine, correct?
0: Yeah, and uh, it's all it's fully open source. They do all of their like environments through it, I guess. I, I'm not the guy to talk about it oh. at length, but I have a very interesting. fifty thousand foot view, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'd be interesting to look into, and or at least keep an eye on and see see what happens, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the virtual, the VR AR space is getting a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. And then one thing that's going to be really huge, at least for Canadian realtors and Canadian home shoppers and sellers, is there's now a better integration on realtor.ca for videos and 360 tours. Meaning if you upload uh, your link to your VR tour or whatever, it now seamlessly integrates into your realtor.ca listing, meaning right below the pictures, it'll have the actual uh, video or Uh, you know if you use like a 3dr dollhouse or whatever like in app i don't know if you've seen that because that was my biggest complaint like even a year ago was they didn't have that you had to click a link to an external website versus being able to view it in app which i think is pretty pretty big and we'll, we'll probably get closer towards something where the mls rather than 30 photos or whatever is like more of just a 3d tour in itself kind of thing maybe
0: yeah, well, I, my understanding of the technology, like the Matterport specifically, is they do the photos while you do the the walkthrough. So like you
1: do have your 30 photos, mm-hmm. but then you yeah. also
0: have the walkthrough too. And yeah. the dollhouse, if you've never seen it, is it is pretty cool. Don't get me wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. It can be a little finicky, but it does a good enough job of getting the gist of a space, at least seeing if it's worth your time to go see it as a home buyer, especially in Edmonton or most of Alberta, where there's ton of inventory right so it, that's a good way to stand out right yeah
0: and i think as costs come down for that technology i mean a couple of years ago it was fairly new and a camera for that is mm-hmm. yeah it's gone whatever.
1: the camera itself is still expensive but the individual cost of the service is going down for
0: you know, yeah and i mean your kind of things. your smartphone camera is getting so good now too that there's even applications mm-hmm. that are coming yeah. out for yeah. that sort of thing so yeah. Yeah, there's uh I mean the world's constantly changing for sure, but there's yeah. some pretty cool stuff to
1: uh look into and hop on. Definitely. Um Do you want to talk about some free resources for people here?
0: Sure. Yeah, let's uh yeah. Can I
1: can I get you to run with this for a sec? I have to go get my charger. My laptop's going to die here.
0: No worries. Yeah. Okay. So I mean the free re- resources that i would look into when getting into the industry um there's some big ones that are kind of uh more old school so you got like the tom Ferries um where you're looking at scripts for uh cold calling and getting that sort of thing i mean i think that there's some merit to them mind you a lot of this stuff is literally from the 80s so It's something that you would probably want to take with a grain of salt in 2019, but there's still some merit to it. Um, The other guy that we look into was, um, well, actually, there's quite a few older marketing books, um, specifically when it comes to negotiation and cold calling. But I mean, your Zig letters, your the negotiation books we were talking about uh, last week or the week before are also pretty good. Um, how to I have to look this up for a second. The one that I personally have been using or have been reading for the last little bit is the how to g- negotiate like your life depends on it or whatever. I think that that's definitely out there too. I'm just talking about, oh, there he is. I'm just talking about books. Um, yeah. And also hit on Tom Ferry
1: too. Nice. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, were you just kind of referencing the books in our previous uh, yeah. podcast? Yeah. Previous podcast. Stuff? Yeah. Um, we do have a reading list on our website uh, and I'll yes. probably put it in these shows and show notes again, uh, just for some of the stuff we talked about But you know, with with marketing books, there's a lot of timeless stuff and, Going back to the talent stack thing, it's almost better a lot of the times to read a more general knowledge, like something about persuasion, uh, versus a specific real estate book, right? So,
0: yeah, I mean, you can read your Josh Altman. Uh, yeah. what is that book that you gave me back in the day?
1: Uh, it is. Ugh it is josh josh altman's book but i'm blanking on the name
0: yeah Uh, i mean there's like ryan Serhant has a book now i mean uh, it's
1: pretty good um is there some decent advice in there yes uh i mean it's just interesting to learn about for me Mm -hmm. uh just to jump into a book review on sell it like Serhant is i would have personally liked to hear a little bit more about uh his story and kind of his in between years, right? Because he talks a little bit how he started in New York, obviously a very hard market to get into, and then here he is, you know, ten years later or whatever it is, and now we all know him at this level. But there wasn't a lot of the in between, right? Kind of at that four year mark, five year mark, six, seven year mark, etc. Right. Which, yeah. because that's where I'm at now in my career, I would have gotten a lot of value from that, and it kind of tended more towards general sales advice. So,
0: hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what other ones, I mean, like you and I were both, uh, big followers of Grant Cardone, but he's not mm-hmm. really a real
1: estate agent.
0: He's more of no. an investor.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You no, know, and he's not without his own, I guess, flaws or whatever, but, uh, for the free resources here, I mean, the overarching point I think we want to make is there's a lot of free stuff that you can max out. So don't go buying a $500 coaching program on mm. your first day, right? You can go a lot further with free knowledge and uh, free resources. So even to give a specific example is uh, Canva, C-A-N-V-A, which is a uh, free graphic design website, right? And it has, you can design anything from like a flyer to a Facebook post to an Instagram story, the whole mm-hmm. shebang. Uh, yep. You know, I use that quite a bit for this show's graphic design, right? And it produces really great uh, results, frankly, right? Now, to the finely trained eye, you can probably tell when someone uses Canva versus, like, hiring out, like, a designer. Right. But, again, the free resources go very far. It looks good. It helps get your message out there. Um, I really enjoy And, you know, there's all kinds of podcasts, YouTube shows, blogs uh, that can go pretty far right mm-hmm. uh i i quite enjoy gary v gary v stuff some of his online stuff for me is a little too top of funnel uh general advice but uh yeah i mean it is what it is i really like for realtors specifically and maybe small businesses is curator and now that's uh spelt a little weird it's c-u-r-a-y-t-o-r like as in like a museum curator but with kind of a <laughs> uh you know a uh, uh, very 2014-esque flair using the wrong vowel in it (laughs) somewhere but uh those guys give some really good specific advice especially for things like uh real estate social media marketing and they actually will give away a lot of their ad design and stuff too if you watch their their shows. so you know I, i get a lot from that personally and a lot of good ideas
0: nice I'm just trying to think if there's any other resources that I really was interested in specifically getting into the industry. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's lots of advice on the investing stuff on YouTube. Um, There's very cheap courses on it too. Um, Yeah. I mean, this isn't necessarily a podcast specifically for agents getting in. I mean, if you're interested in investing too, like real estate is a very awesome asset class and, I mean, it's a tangible asset that you mm-hmm. can see and touch and live in. And Well,
1: you whatever. can have a lot of direct control over it, right? Like if I have right. a, you know, even a $100,000 home or condo or whatever, yeah. conversely compared to, let's say, $100,000 of Apple stock, you know, I can go drive by that condo, check on things. If something doesn't look right, I can call the manager. I yeah. can't really drive past Apple headquarters and lean my head out my car window and be like, Hey, everything good in there? <laughs> <laughs> Start right. selling
0: more iPhones. God damn yeah. it! No, but yeah, like I mean, there's value add that you can create too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, it's uh, it, I mean, a lot of people get wealthy. I think real estate is the asset class that most people, the majority of people, will see uh, getting wealthy as possible. You get your mm-hmm. your leverage in there too. There's yeah, lots of cool stuff with it. So
1: definitely, and there's a. Le- uh, It is. I mean, granted, doing something like a flip is quite risky, but real estate in itself is inherently a less risky asset class than stocks, even because real estate is something real. Even if the market still kind of goes down or whatever, you still have a physical piece of land that you could go live on or or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh i'm just trying to think is there anything else we wanted to touch on on this podcast i think we're over an hour here but yeah i think
1: we're over an hour i think we've gotten to most of where we want to uh just for future future industry predictions let's go with that so okay specific to real estate in terms of shopping and marketing for a home and by by extension realtors uh what kind of changes do you see coming josh
0: I think that um there's gonna be a lot more push to the online stuff uh, I think that there's definitely some technology that's getting out there, like we were discussing a couple of weeks ago the uh the platforms that are actually doing home flipping <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in
1: the states yeah mostly what was the, what's the term for that again uh, uh iBuyer, I buyer I want to say I buyer yeah, that's what it is yeah.
0: Um, I think that there is some interesting stuff in this space. I also think that it's like a niche market that they're targeting with that. I don't think that it's going to be applicable.
1: The economics of it don't work en masse, as far as I can tell. But Mm -hmm. what do I know, right?
0: Yeah. um, I think that's that's one interesting thing to look at. I mean, I think that the short-term game is also interesting as millennials... How there's well, I mean, you read articles of like, well, people can't afford houses and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I mean Oh contrary, we do have seen a lot of transactions go through.
1: <laughs> yeah. So no that that's true. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see as the bulk of millennials, which is kind of our age, like right in the middle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hits true home buying age over the coming years. Uh what'll happen there, right? And to that point, if you're an agent listening to this, that's where a lot of the buyers are going to come from in the next three to five years and beyond, right? But how are you going to position yourself to get in front of those uh, good old millennials, right? Mm-hmm. You know, give them a give them a promo code for uh, swipe up promo code for avocado toast or something. I was just say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give <so> them
0: avocado <laughs> toast and uh, a a pet a puppy before you sell the house or whatever, but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly no that, that's an interesting one um we kind of glossed over it but just kind of a little more sort of 3d vr ar stuff coming into the scheme of things one thing i've heard out there and some predictions i've read that i think will happen uh perhaps more in america and i don't know what this will look like in canada but a really big player like zillow or facebook uh or maybe even kijiji in Canada. Uh, taking over or creating or incorporating a, uh, mere posting platform directly to the MLS, Mm -hmm. meaning you'd be, it would still be effectively a sell by owner package, but one of those major players allowing you to post, uh, for very inexpensive directly on, uh, the MLS. Right. And Zillow is pretty much already doing it because Zillow probably won't get the traction in Canada. Um, will be curious to see if someone like Facebook or even like I said, Kijiji feasibly, cause that's sort of their route mm-hmm. and they've already incorporated the DDF feed. However, what's interesting to that point is, uh, Comfree used to be owned by yellow pages. So one could argue that was yellow pages entering that space and they've now sold it. And, uh, with no value add might I add for what it's worth. So, you know, the Americans looking at, uh, what will happen in this situation perhaps that could be a case study but regardless i could see something like facebook coming in and allowing uh direct postings for listings sometime in the future what that'll look like i've heard people theorize they'll do it for free just so they can sell advertising space on it Mm -hmm. but it'd be interesting to see who comes in there and how that shakes things up and if it truly gets on mass adoption or not which is the, the biggest problem
0: yeah, I think that the, the, the issue is that it's such a large purchase mm-hmm. and I mean people, it, it, it generally yeah. is the largest purchase of person or mm-hmm. a family,
1: right? So there's still yeah, some it, hesitation. definitely, cause it's not like, cause I mean, you can do something like buy, buying and selling a car online with virtually no intermediary. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd say that mental hang up will, will always be there for people for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I may uh, backpedal here a little bit, but what we just said made me think of that is one thing I would also say to new agents getting started is, so in our market, there's a Facebook page for all the realtors of members of the Realtors Association. They spend way too much time thinking about the competition, specifically in our market, a low cost sell by owner option, not to name any mm-hmm. names. And hey, that's always going to be part of the market. I have no problem with that, but we as agents or you as a new agent need to understand end of the day, those guys make up somewhere between two and 4% of the market share leaning towards the bottom end of that uh, based on the most recent numbers available to me. So understand 98% of the time, that's not your competition, but a lot of agents give those guys way too much mental weight. When, in fact, that's not who your true competition is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would argue that your competition is yourself. There's 380,000 homes in your market alone. I mean, there's probably more than that now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like,
1: there's mm-hmm. just so I wonder much. if that number is Greater Edmonton or Edmonton proper, but either way. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, it's whatever the tax assessment is allowed because that's what...
1: Mm. right yeah i guess that would so, be a good way so
0: so so whatever that is but yeah so i mean there's there's a, a shit ton of properties so i mean to go get 10 sold a year uh make of it what you will i guess
1: <laughs> definitely definitely
0: yeah um i'm just trying to think if there's anything else that i wanted to hit anything else that you want to touch on
1: no, I think we hit most of these points decently enough and tried to keep it in semi-logical order here. Um, there will probably be a part two. Yeah, we'll probably have another real estate episode or two because that's sort of uh, our main main line of business and uh, whatnot these days at least. Yeah,
0: and I think we we'll, we might even interview somebody in the city when I'm back and get somebody on yeah, the show. Yeah, I'd like and-
1: to get some more in-depth uh kind of two cents on that and yeah we have a few contacts who can help us out with that for sure
0: i mean we've dealt with only yeah, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> well i think that's cool. all for this week hey
0: yeah That is all for the long and hard podcast as always like subscribe watch us on tuesdays around 1 p.m mountain standard time uh uh, yeah
1: and then uh we're gonna i think going forward we're gonna say uh the audio will be released wednesday mornings uh officially speaking yep uh kind of around 10 30 11 a.m right when you're grabbing your second coffee at the office maybe a little lull between meetings or whatever so you have time to uh, jump on and listen
0: third coffee (laughs) (laughs) yeah and as always spotify soundcloud uh apple podcast anywhere you find your favorite podcast you will find us so thank you very much for listening i am josh blaze
1: this is thomas harrington and uh make sure you uh are hashtag always hard
0: always hard we will talk to you next week on the long and hard podcast take care now peace